Erica and Shay and welcome to episode four yes of our podcast yay <laughs> where we're going to talk about toxic workplaces today yeah, such a fun topic take a little bit of a break from boys and men and dating and all that fun stuff yeah talk about other type of toxic relationships we all have in our life yes but before we do that how's your week I was about to ask you that. Oh, well, I beat you to it. I know, right? Talking about toxic workplaces, my work has been ridiculous. Yeah. The past couple of weeks. That seems obviously. to be our pattern. I know, right? Work has been insane. Like, I can't talk about where I work at, but just toxic. Yeah. But live and learn, <laughs> right? Live and learn. Yeah, well, I guess it's appropriate to talk about work on this episode, considering that's the theme. Yeah. Um, my job is not toxic so far. I've only been there since September, but I've had my fair share of toxic work environments. So, but my week, work has been crazy for my week, too. How was your Halloween? It was good. Do you have anything cool? <laughs> Watch the movie It. Which yeah. I said I never watched, but... <laughs> yes, I got Shay to watch it, and I'm so happy about it. It wasn't too bad, though, right? Right. It was the 2017 version, 20, I mean, 2017 version, not the the original, but it wasn't bad at all. Like, he was not a clown like I thought he was. Yeah. It's a little more clown-like in the original. Yeah, which is Tim Curry, so he kind of scares me sometimes, so, you know. Tim Curry is a great actor. He really is. Yeah. I think I, he was in an episode of Criminal Minds. Like, it, he was, like, a really creepy killer. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's great. I love him. He is. I've always been a fan of Rocky Horror Picture Show. And yes. He's great in that, too. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, I had a good Halloween, too. Um, took Grayson trick-or-treating around my old neighborhood. Mm-hmm. A lot of people giving out candy, and then there's one house giving out jello shots. And it was funny because I don't have a car right now, so um, my ex picked me and Grayson up so that I could be able to trick or treat with Grayson too, because sometimes he is nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I see Jordan walking down the driveway with a jello shot, and I'm like, is that a jello shot? He's like, yeah. And I ran out the driveway screaming, I'm an adult too. <laughs> and they found me hilarious. So they were like, for the running effort, I'm giving you two. Like, yeah, Thank so you. I got one. Yeah, so Shay got to enjoy a jello shot as well. So that was fun. And then I ate way too much candy mm-hmm. and popcorn. Yes. I watched Smoothie It. Yep. Now we have to watch part two. Are you ready for that? Sure. Bring it on. <laughs> Maybe you'll work up to the original at some point. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little cheesy, but it is scarier in the sense that, like, yeah, he, you know, he looks like Bozo. He looks like an actual clown. I've so. seen pictures of, are you talking about the second one or the first one? The original. The original? Yeah. 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 He looks like Bozo. I just don't like crowns. Yeah. So, two weeks, and I'll have my car back. Technically, well, no, it's more like it's already Thursday, so it's more like a week now. Woohoo. Yeah. 
I know you're excited. I'm so excited. I can't believe it's November 2nd already. I know, and it's cold. I miss my fall. I didn't get my fall weather. Well, I looked, and it's going back up to, like, the 70s this week, so. Maybe I'll get some of my fall weather in. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's been... been freezing cold the last couple mornings. And I know. Uh-uh. I've actually had my heat on, and you know how cold I like it and how hot yeah. I get all the time. I've not had the heat on. I've had a heater in my room on. Yeah. Well, I got to make sure Grayson's comfortable, too. Yeah. So. I don't have any kids. Yeah, just cats. Yeah, just cats. And they stay in the room with me, so. <laughs> they can freeze if they want. <laughs> Speaking of cats, one of my friends sent me a video today or yesterday on Instagram of someone who redid the Titanic but with their cat so it's like Leonardo DiCaprio with his cat instead of Rose oh my and it's so funny I'll have to show it to you I was dying I laughed I laughed way too hard like I shouldn't have laughed as hard as I did at it that's probably hilarious I'll probably laugh hard at it too so (laughs) I'll send it to you okay I'll post it on our Facebook, too, because I feel like anyone listening to this is going to be like, I want to see yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that I don't think I have any other exciting updates. What about you, Shay? No. All right. Well, then I guess we can hop into our discussion on uh, toxic workplaces or work environments. Okay. So we started with a top 10 signs of a toxic work environment so we'll read through those and kind of have a discussion around those and then we'll kind of talk about why it's important to have an inclusive environment um and talk about toxic positivity because there's a huge difference between an actual positive work environment and something that's toxic yes and then we'll Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk a little bit about how to reduce the risk of ending up in a toxic work environment. So what do you think, Shay? <laughs> I think that these are awesome choices. Okay. Um, and I will go ahead and read off some of the, sure. the top ten signs. So we have rumors, gossip, and clicks. Oh, the worst. Yeah. Have you experienced that before? Almost every workplace. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to pick a non-toxic workplace apparently. Yeah. I had that at my last job. Um there's definitely some clicks, some people who felt more comfortable with others. I think we we were a remote company. However, we were all big travelers, so a lot of people met in person, mm-hmm. and I feel like the people who met in person kind of formed a closer bond and then gossiping happened like we all got along really good as a team so it yeah. was weird it was like almost this sense false sense of closeness where yeah people were actually like gossiping about each other and stuff yes so ems mm-hmm. like working ems there's was a ton of rumors going on gossip which gossip follows rumors and clicks like it was so bad and then my first job out of college like it was my first mental health job out of college was bad for that and then my current job 
there's stuff going around that's almost the same. Mm -hmm. Again, don't know how to pick. Yep. So rumors and gossip and clicks are never a good feeling to have no. at work. So definitely mm -hmm. a big red flag of you're, you might be in a toxic work environment. Yep. Um, hostile moods. So that could be from leadership. It could just be someone on your team that's always coming in with a bad attitude. That is never fun to be around. No. And sometimes you can be that person and not realize it until much later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Are you speaking from experience? Yes. yes, I am. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Now, my first job out of college, I had a boss that, well, I guess that would be, oh, he could be on this one. He was very, very hostile. Mm -hmm. um, and his mood was not the greatest. And he liked to make me cry. He liked to make you cry. He liked to make me cry. He found it funny. That's horrible. Yeah. That's just right? bullying. Yeah. It was a toxic, toxic environment. But I stuck around with him for like four years and then they finally fired him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that would put me in a bad mood. Yeah. And I so. I feel like that would put almost anyone in a bad mood. It was, yeah. And then this job I have had at some points. A hostile mood. Mm hmm But I can't say that it wasn't because of the job. Like, it was because of the job. Yeah. But I know that I need to, you got to work on it. You can't right. just be the one that has that. Yeah. I actually, I had a hostile situation one time. Like, the job was cool. I loved the job. And I was always very chill at this job. I worked at a movie theater, and I got my boyfriend at the time a job there, too. And it was during spring break, and I was working, like, back-to-back, 12-hour -back, shifts. And he would not stop following me around. And I just, like, turned around and screamed at him. <laughs> my boss called me into the office. It's <laughs> like, um, what's going on here? And I had to, like, apologize and be like, I'm sorry, this isn't me, you know that, mm -hmm. but... I'm stressed, and he would not get off my back. <laughs> so I kind of created an awkward, hostile work environment in that moment. But otherwise, I'm usually pretty chill at work, I, I yeah. like to think. Yeah. Okay. Well, no boundaries. <laughs> oh, that is another one. You got stories for this? The same boss. And actually, a coworker. Like, they both were like asking me what my sexuality was and what my sex life was like and like all of this stuff and it was like mm. my for almost like my first week of working that job and then I should I should have known then should have known then right but yeah no boundaries like at all like when I say no no boundaries I mean no boundaries yeah. Like, I, if they could have came in the bathroom with me, they probably would have. Gross. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, um, yeah, I had, so I worked for, and I'm going to say the company name because it's a massive company and it was a store, and I'm not going to say what state or what town, and it doesn't exist anymore, but I worked for one of the AT&T authorized retailers. Mm -hmm. 
and one of my coworkers was very touchy feely. I remember one day we were sitting, we were all sitting in one of the break rooms, watching um, Californication. I don't know if you've ever seen that show, no. but it is not work appropriate. It's about. Uh, do you know who David Duchovny is? Yeah, he was the main character, and he was mm. he was addicted to sex. Mm. Okay. Definitely not appropriate then. Already. <laughs> right off this right off the top. And he would just like start getting closer to me and start rubbing my back and like Yeah. See no always, always like, my legs. That's a borderline sexual harassment. I know. It was, but I was young and dumb. I kinda liked the attention back then. See, if any, they didn't, they knew not to touch me. Yeah. Because I'd already forewarned them that if they touched me, that I would not be held responsible for my actions, Uh that they would probably get punched. So they knew not to touch me, but they asked me all sorts of personal questions. So, yeah. Yeah. I get that, too. Um... (laughs) In my last job, I I hated getting on webcam because, like, if I did my makeup really nice or my hair really nice, my bosses and, like, my coworkers and stuff would be like, oh, my gosh, you look so pretty. And I know, like, they meant it in a nice way, but it's just so awkward. Like, I don't yes. want the attention on me in front of meetings. And I like to change my hair a lot. I mm. use extensions sometimes, and sometimes my hair length will change. And, like, my boss called it out one day. She's like, Erica, do you have extensions in your hair? I'm like, don't Not give away my cir- my secrets. <laughs> yeah, so. like, I know the whole makeup and stuff. Like, I would, I gave up wearing it for that job because I would wear it, and I worked, like, I was going into the hospital, like, around, a bu- like, worked with a bunch of doctors, and this boss and these coworkers would be like, "Ooh, are you getting dressed up for one of the doctors? Like, are you doing this and this? Are you like, no. That's awful. I'm wearing makeup because I want to wear makeup. Yeah. Like, I'm not wearing it for anyone but myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, That's so annoying. People need to learn boundaries. Yeah. All right, so I think we covered the boundaries pretty good. Yes. Micromanagement or lack of supportive management? Either one is horrible. Yeah. And I've dealt with both. People quit managers, not jobs. I strongly believe that. Oh, I definitely believe it. Like the um, micromanaging was that boss that liked to make me cry, but then he'd go from micromanaging to no management. Yeah. But then get mad. <laughs> it's like, you pick, like, you you go in the middle. Like, this is not appropriate. Like, either you are micromanaging us or you're not giving us any type of management. Right. And then when I went to a different position within that company, it was almost the same thing. Like, there was hardly any management in the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Strong leaders... Don't manage people. You know what I mean. They mm-hmm. don't. They don't manage what you're doing. They don't micromanage your work. They yeah. push you to grow. They support you. They mm-hmm. lead you. They give you the skills needed to yes. progress. 
they give you the tools for you to do your job well. They don't try to do your job or tell you how to do your job. No. I had a manager um, when I worked at Verizon. Yes, I've worked in a lot of cell phone industries. <laughs> I worked in Verizon, and she would do the same thing. Like, people would come out of meetings with her crying. There were times when she was, like, watching my chat, and she'd be like, oh, keep that person on the chat longer and ask this and this and this. There were times when I just wanted to get out of my chair and just quit. Yeah. Like, we used to go to HR about her all the time, and finally I was able to switch teams, and I loved my job again because I had a better manager. So yeah. she was. it was a job that I loved, and she was making me hate it. Like, I didn't want to come to work, and as soon as I was off her team, I loved it again. So Same. people quit leadership. They don't yeah. quit the jobs. Exactly. Um, high turnover. Yeah. Most call centers because yeah. you're treated like a number. Even crisis call centers. Mm-hmm. Low pay, high mm-hmm. expectations. Yep. Um, the mental health industry, most places, like most agency, agency work, not like private practice. Agency work has high turnover because, again, low pay. Mm-hmm. Very high expectations. Low pay, bad benefits. Yeah. My um, my previous employer, I would get up, and I was, man, I was a manager at that point, but I didn't make my staff do what I wouldn't do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would be up at, like, 5.30 in the morning and going and transporting, like, going and getting my clients to bring them for groups. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't getting paid for it. Yeah, that's not right. Like, they were like, oh, your your salary, your manager, your salary, you're not getting paid for it. Mm-mm. So, I bet we have no one else because you took away my transportation driver. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Way high turnover. Yeah. And, because it... You don't get recognition mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. If a company has high turnover, definitely run. There's a reason mm-hmm. for it. And if they're advertising that they are gonna that they will continuously pay you more, but they don't. If it sounds too good to be true. Yes. Run. Mm-hmm. If they're offering a lot to get you started, it's probably because they're desperate for people. Mm-hmm. Sign-on bonuses are nice, but if they're unrealistic or if they make you promises of paying you a big payout if you stay for a certain amount of time, run. it's most likely because you're not going to make it that long and they're not going to lose that money. Run. Yeah. Um, No growth opportunities or support for growth. I can't really say that I've I've experienced that Mm -hmm. Um, because... EMS, I could have progressed, but I chose not to. Mm-hmm. My first mental health job, I progressed. I became a manager. Yeah. This job, I progressed. I became a supervisor. Mm-hmm. But I, so I can't say that I've never experienced that I've ever experienced. Yeah. That part. Of well, the stop bragging, Shay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to brag. <laughs> But it happens if you work for big corporations or really small companies. So, like, the big corporations, you have a lot of competition. There might be one management position that opens up Mm -hmm. 
every year. However, there might be a hundred of you going out for it. Yeah. So you might be stuck in your customer service role for a really long time. And it's harder to get the attention of the people you need to get the attention of. Mm-hmm. And then there's always like those very strict protocols of this is how it works. Like they're not just going to hand it to you. There's going to be a lengthy process and there's going to be a lot of people going out for it. And really small companies, they are hiring for what they need mm-hmm. and that's usually it. Yeah. Sometimes they might it might be a small company that's expanding and now they need to add people to the team so you might become a trainer or team lead or something but Mm -hmm. you're always taking a big risk of being stuck in your role if you go for a really big corporation or a really tiny company and then if your manager doesn't support that growth they don't give you more responsibility and let you do things like like we do have a new hire who needs to be trained but you're not given the opportunity to do it Mm -hmm. like that's not someone who wants to see you succeed in your role. Correct. And then we have lack of training, but high expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're very metric driven, but mm-hmm. they don't give you the tools or Needed. resources. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just kind of like, here you go. Just tossing like, you to the wolves. Figure it out. Yeah. No, it's different. Like... There are exceptions. You might apply for a job at a startup, Mm -hmm. and they might set those expectations like, hey, we're hiring people who can help build this team. You need to be self-sufficient. You need to be able to think outside the box. But if they don't tell you that up front and they sell you a different picture, then that's toxic. Yes. You should know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, you really should. Um, if you feel physically exhausted and stressed and like literally sick, pain, physical pain, nausea, panic attacks, Mm -hmm. chest pain, just because you have to go to work. You're in a toxic environment. Yeah. Um. I think that one kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. 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 Retaliation for using benefits or being forced to work sick. Yeah. Like good work environments. Let you take your time. They they appreciate your mental wellness, yeah. your physical wellness. My last job had self-care days. So you had one day a month that you took off just for self-care. That's nice. Yeah. We all have that. <laughs> Everyone should have it, though. Like, they should. Yeah. Um, we get told that we're taking too many time, too much time off. It's like, then why offer that much? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a company should never make you feel bad for using the benefits they offer you. Yeah, but... If they do, they're toxic. I will say... <laughs> the last job previous to this one... They were pretty good about giving you time off. Like, I was, mm-hmm. I didn't work. Like, I didn't take time off at mm-hmm. one point, and they gave me three weeks off. Got mm-hmm. enough to take three weeks off. Like, wow. they forced me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been forced to take days off at my last job, too, where my mm-hmm. boss would just be like, 
You've been doing too much. You covered too many holidays in a row. Mm-hmm. You need to take the time. And my current job, too, seems pretty good about it. They're very flexible. Like, if you need to leave four hours early and you don't want to use your time, you can make it up later in the work week. Yeah. So companies who respect that you have a life outside your job. And your job's not your life. Yeah. That's a good environment to Mm -hmm. be in. And then we have leadership being secretive or keeping frontline workers out of decisions. Yeah. Customer service, jobs like that, the company wouldn't exist without the front line. No. And it wouldn't. People forget that. Like, if all you had was big bosses at Verizon or AT&T or Comcast or whatever, who's answering the phones and taking care of the customers? Yeah. So That's why, their opinion. Yeah. So why are we leaving them out of the decisions? Doesn't make sense, but nope, it happens a lot. I'm a manager, and I'm a supervisor, <laughs> and I always ask for feedback from my same, team. Yeah. same. And then I try to take it to the manager and the director. Yeah. Oh, we don't have a resource. I'll create that for you. Oh, this mm-hmm. was outdated. Let me fix it. Yep. Yeah, that's what good leaders do. Exactly. They. They try to make their team work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. And good managers also give credit where credit's due and not mm-hmm. take credit yeah. for something they didn't do. Yeah, being a manager or being a good leader means never, like, basically giving up your pride and mm-hmm. giving up the praise yeah. for things. and. Yeah. Letting the team take their credit. Their credit, yeah. Like if the if someone on your team came up with something, and then you go around and tell people that you're the one that came up with it, that's going to create a hostile work environment because your your employee is going to get mad at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So makes a lot of sense. Yep. Okay, so those were our top ten signs of a toxic work environment. So let's talk about a little bit about why it's important to create an inclusive environment and have optimism and happiness at work. It makes your mental health better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the majority of your day is spent at work. You know, your coworkers are like your second family. So mm-hmm. if you hate being there, that's a lot of stress. Yeah, especially those that work in person. Mm-hmm. I mean, working at home is a little bit different. But not really, because you're constantly on the phone with them. Yeah. And not just the people, like, not just the people, but, like, if you already have a high-stress job and you mm-hmm. don't feel supported. I, when I worked at one of my work-at-home jobs, I worked for a company that outsourced for Apple. And they micro, well, one, they micromanaged you. If you went off the queue for a second, you'd get, like, a message from someone, which was stressful on its own. But then there was just lack of support when you had a difficult call. And Mm -hmm. I would have a lot of escalated calls because I worked billing and fraud. Oh, fun. Yeah. (laughs) So I, even when I wasn't working, I would have panic attacks because I'd be thinking about having to go back to work and I just was never happy. So I feel like if I had a supportive work environment and it would have been easier to handle those calls. Yes. I would just have people in my corner, but I felt very isolated 
I was in a room by myself. I had to be quiet because I was on the phone. Mm-hmm. It just was not a not a safe feeling. No. Yeah. But it's nice when you when you get along with your coworkers and you can joke and laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, I my last job was mental health, and there'd be times when you just helped someone who said they were going to kill themselves. And how do you just come back from that? But when you can debrief that conversation with a supportive leader or your team, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier. Or for someone to even just jump in and be like, here, I, I can take this one. I, I have the mental capacity to handle this situation today. Which is why I'm fortunate to work with the people I work with because, I mean, we're all mental health mm-hmm. professionals and that's what we do. We yeah. do the crisis calls. Yeah. So they all know. We may get, like, one really, really bad one, but they all know that we can, they all know they can contact me or someone else and debrief. Yeah. So, yeah. so having a supportive work family, mm-hmm. and some people hate the word work family. I know that. So if you don't want to call them your work family, that's fine. But they are. But you need that support. Maybe if you work in a different industry, maybe you work at a warehouse and you just want to go to work and do your thing and come home. But when you work in mental health, customer service, anything Mm -hmm. people-facing or crisis-focused, you need that supportive work family. Yes. Because if you don't have it, you're not going to want to go to work. Yeah. And you're going to be carrying a lot on your shoulders. And you're going to be carrying, carrying a lot less. Yeah. About how you do your job. Yep. Yeah, so supportive environments create a better overall experience for employees, which means they're more engaged and more productive. So if you're feeling good when you're at work, if you're in good spirits, you're going to work harder. Mm-hmm. You're going to get your job done. If you're there and you're just counting down until you can leave, you're not being productive. No. Or you're just sitting there reading. <laughs> yeah. We would and never. not doing your work. We would never do that. Never. I would never ever. sit on my laptop at work and plan my wedding either. I never did that. I definitely have never done that. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, it establishes trust and open communication. Creates a safe or a brave space for people to be themselves. It's kind of one of those things why... You know, even if you don't support something like people using pronouns or the LGBT community or people from other countries, you know, your personal feelings need to be put aside Mm -hmm. and people need to feel safe at work no matter what their background or beliefs are. You need to respect people's pronouns even if you don't get it. It's not... Yeah. You don't have to get it. You just have to respect it. Just like you'd want people to respect your beliefs and exactly. how you feel and everything. Respect theirs. Yeah. And that's why politics stay out of work. Yes. And pronouns are not politics. People will argue that it's politics, but it's not. No. It's, it's part of their identity. It's who they are. And whether you support it or not, you have to respect that in the workplace and make people feel safe to come there and be who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't, like, talk about it behind their backs and... Yeah. Or anything like that. Like, just respect it. Exactly. Yep. And then when we do that, we, you know, everyone's overall physical and mental 
wellness or better. They they feel happy. And, and they want to come to work. Yeah. And most importantly, I think, is just giving employees a voice, you know, to mm-hmm. express ideas or express things that are hurting them or scaring them at work and not feel like they're going to be retaliated against if they're being harassed and need to yeah. tell HR or, you know. Or as a manager, don't harass them. Yeah. Like, don't harass your employees. Exactly. And room for growth. Make sure there's room. Support that growth. Yeah. Don't try to block it. Show your employees you trust them. Give them small projects. Think of things. Even if there's not projects available, think of something Mm -hmm. that shows them, like, hey, I trust trust you. you. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I believe that you can do this, and this can show up in, like, a performance evaluation, showing that you may be ready for a promotion if something comes open or Mm -hmm. something like that. Like, just... Yeah. The biggest thing for me as a leader is understanding that keeping bad news from them is harmful. Yes. They need to know when they're messing up, and I wouldn't ever say messing up to them, but, like, if there's areas for improvement, you're not doing them any favors keeping that from them. No, like, with us, we have to grade certain calls. Mm-hmm. We have to grade the crisis calls. Yeah. So if one of my employees, like, met, like, doesn't do something on the crisis call or something like that, like, we send them the recording and we send them the grade and we do coaching yeah with them exactly that's what i do too yeah so it's not anything negative like we're helping them exactly some people and if they don't accept that feedback that's a sign of having a hostile employee that could create a toxic work environment like people should be open to feedback because no one's perfect but it's the way you go about that feedback. That makes also. a difference. Yes. Yeah. If you're saying, man, why do you always get this wrong? You're, mm-hmm. why, why can't you just get this? Yeah. You know, instead of, you know what? I can see why you did it that way. Mm-hmm. I understand your thought process, but how do you feel about if we try it this way? Yeah. Or just ask, how do you feel about that call? Yeah. You know, if, if your boss isn't giving you the opportunity to speak and mm-hmm. give your point of view, then that's not a positive work yeah. environment. We also have them grade their own calls. Yeah. That's first. Fine. That's, that's what we fine. do. We have them grade their own calls, and then when we do their coaching, we're like, okay, so tell me what you listened to. What did you hear? What do you feel like you could have done differently? Or could you think you've done anything differently? Yeah. And normally they'll tell us, oh, well, I could have done this differently. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing we picked up on. Yep. I would say most employees, the ones who care about their work, already know where they messed up. So don't be scared to tell them. Like, if you oh, don't... they tell them themselves. With them. Yeah. <laughs> most of them. <laughs> exactly. So they know it's coming. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be a shock to anyone if they're performing poorly. Yeah. I've had an employee call me and be like, um, so I just messed up on this call can you listen to it? Because yeah. here's what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and that's that's a sign of a inclusive, safe environment. They trust you enough to do that. Yeah, I love it. So, that's the type of environment you should feel 
comfortable working in. And and that kind of is a good transition into toxic positivity. So that's where they try to make you think it's a positive work environment, but it's really not. So right. here's some signs of that. So um, toxic positivity is basically them trying to send a message that nothing can ever go wrong. Nothing's bad. Everything's good. Everything's rainbows 24-7. And that's not true. No. Perfectionism does not exist. No, it does not. And you cannot change a leopard's spots. So you can't be like, oh, well, you're a manager. You just need to look on the positive side of what she says. Like, she doesn't mean it this way. No. No, that's, that's, no. <laughs> Things go wrong sometimes, and that's okay. Exactly. So... A job shouldn't expect you to always have a smile on your face and act like everything's fine. We have lives. Now, if you're coming yes. to work crying every day or something, that's a different story. But we all have days where we're not... Okay. Yeah. And if you're feeling some type of way about the job, like, it shouldn't be turned around on you. Yeah. In what they call a positive light. Mm-hmm. Like... I've had that done to me. Yeah, me too. I kind of have had it done to me within the last, like, two weeks. So. Oh, yeah. There's that. Yeah. So that's, always, that's always fun. Yeah. I would say as my last job grew, we moved from an inclusive environment to kind of pushing toxic positivity. We had a social mm-hmm. channel on Slack, if people are familiar with Slack, and it went from, okay, you got to be super careful what you say, because it's going to offend somebody, mm-hmm. to sometimes you just have to accept that if you're a big company, you're going to have a lot of different personalities, and someone is always yeah. going to be offended by something. You could post a picture of your dog, meaning... No harm, but someone's dog might have died that day. Like, you don't know it's going to offend people. So in my eyes, it's like either set common sense boundaries Mm -hmm. or don't have a social channel at all. But you can't say, okay, this thing is okay, but this isn't. And this is Mm -hmm. okay, this isn't. Because it's going to, like, anyone can be offended by anything. So it's obvious, the big things. Like, obviously, don't come to work and be like, hey, did you just watch the news and see there was a school shooting? Like, don't talk about things like that in a social channel because and that happened I'm using a realistic story that happened I'm telling you why I'm laughing (laughs) because we have a teams chat Mm -hmm. and every time there's like a shooting or something it's put in the teams chat yeah like that's why that's why I'm laughing (laughs) because that happens yeah, you work in mental health, though. I feel like it's different. Like, if you worked at Subway and someone just came in the door and was like, man, there was a shooting on the other day, and you're like, I don't know. It's just be careful. Be mindful. Yeah. Know, know your audience is all I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. set clear boundaries, but don't be like, oh, don't don't talk about the fact you lost weight because you might be fat shaming, which happened to me. Yeah. Oh, wow. I posted that I lost 10 pounds, and apparently I was fat-shaming. Wow. Okay. Um, like, that's, 
that's just silly to me. Like, yeah. I would never fat shame someone. I would never tell someone to go lose 10 pounds. I lost no, 10 pounds for my you're own proud health. proud of it. I was proud of my accomplishment because it was hard for me. So that's what I'm saying. Like, anything can offend someone. So either don't have the social yeah. channel or accept that. Don't make this, like, false sense of toxic positivity where you can't talk about anything that might possibly offend someone. Like, you're tiptoeing around yeah. it. That is not creating a real culture because then people aren't even enjoying it because they're like what can I say is this gonna offend someone is as what are people thinking of what I just shared so mm. yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no yeah so exactly like it it promotes censorship like obviously there should be some censorship in a workplace yeah but being scared to share news about your own life or something should not be something that you see in a healthy work environment yeah exactly um then we have leaders put a positive spin on everything even when something is not going well yeah yeah that's we can do no wrong yeah everything's just perfect yeah it's okay to admit that something didn't work or something's going wrong, but here's our plan of action. How can we make it better? Yeah, instead of... Nope, nothing nothing to see here. Yeah. Just keep doing your thing. We're good. Everything's great. Like, y'all are, like, the best team ever, and y'all can do no wrong, and n- no. Yeah. No. It's just not real. It's fake. Like you said earlier, perfectionism is not real. Yeah. Brene Brown does a lot on perfectionism. Mm-hmm. I love her. And talk about vulnerability. Yes. God, I could do a whole podcast talking about Brene Brown. <laughs> I don't know if she'd like that. She might. I don't know. <laughs> Probably like people talking good about her because she gets a lot of hate, which yeah. people are just rude. Yeah. I love her, though. Um, yeah, so accepting that things can go wrong sometimes and create action steps to make it better. That's what you would see in an optimistic work environment so yep. they encourage open conversation they admit their faults um creates a brave space for people to express themselves that's what you want like a, like a place where it's an overall cheerful happy mm-hmm. vibe and yeah. safe but real like things mm-hmm. are gonna suck some days things are gonna go to shit some days and we're gonna be transparent about that and not yes. trying to pretend like it's not exactly so yes run far away from toxic positivity mm-hmm. workplaces you do not want to work for people who have inflated self-awareness yeah and if you get into a toxic workplace situation start looking for another job yeah like just even if it takes you months continuously look Mm -hmm. get out of that before you just like get drained so before you turn into uh i can't think of the word (laughs) i don't know i don't know what word you were going for i'm sorry i don't know never mind i don't know what i was going for but oh a negative person before you turn into a negative light negative nancy yeah yeah or a karen i think that's a new yeah, the Karen, the Nancy, native Nancy of the two, late 2000s. Yeah. 
It's not Karen. Karen. Um, okay. So now that we've told you how to recognize all of the signs and what a positive work environment can look like, here's some tips on how to reduce the risk of ending up in a toxic work environment. Networking. Yeah. So take advantage of LinkedIn. Take advantage of, I mean, don't take advantage, but utilize former colleagues who have gone off to other jobs. Mm -hmm. Network with the people you know. Um, If you apply for a job and you have an interview, find some of the employees on LinkedIn and ask them, you know, what was your experience like with that company? People have reached out to me about past jobs that I've had, and I gave them my honest feedback. So do it. Take advantage of that. I'm kind of going to let you take over this one because, like (laughs) I've told you, I was in the same job for years. Yeah. So I never, and then never really had, that was the only interview I've ever had. Shay's bragging again. Sorry. She's doing so much bragging about her wonderful work. I don't, trust me, they're not all wonderful. (laughs) It's just I didn't have to do some interviews. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So definitely networking. Use Glassdoor. Glassdoor is a free website. You can read about the company, but you also can read honest reviews from current and former employees. Always check Glassdoor. Um, Ask thought-provoking questions during the interview. Why is this position available? How would you describe the work culture? Ask the hiring manager what their management style is like. Research their website. You can see what type of culture they promote, what type of benefits they offer. Give, like, the overall vibe of what the company is going to be like. Because the ones who are all about culture and stuff, you'll find pictures of them at events together. They'll highlight their benefits. If places are hiding their salary, they're Mm -hmm. hiding their benefits. Their website is super vague. It's hard to find the places to go to apply for jobs on their website. They're probably not the best. The best. So, um, and also, um, talk to your your local community college career center. Go in there. That's get, a good idea. Get um, resume help, mock interviews. Um, make sure you're giving off the impression you want to give off. And they'll they'll give you tips on signs to look for from the people who are interviewing you. I would say if the interview is way too easy or it's way too hard, then it's not going to be a realistic position either. Like if they if the interview process is so easy, you're just flying through it. They're desperate for people. If the job interview is so hard, and I'm not talking that there's a lot of steps, because for my job, I had to do four interviews, but each interview was realistic. If you feel like you are fighting to the death to get through these interviews, then they're going to have unrealistic expectations more than likely. And I say this talking more entry level. I don't know if you're a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, what you're going to go through, but if you're trying to get a job as a, a supervisor or customer service or sales or grocery store, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever it is you're going for, warehouse, like, you shouldn't be sweating bullets trying to get through the interview process. And you shouldn't be, like, flying through it. And, yeah, 
sometimes sometimes those companies that offer you a job on the spot yeah that's great if you need if you desperately need work that's mm-hmm. amazing that those opportunities are out there and go for it but if you're looking for a career more than likely you're not going to get hired on the spot correct and if you do there's probably a good reason for it, for that yeah okay so that I'm going to end it there with with my advice but I want to know Shay I know we've talked a little bit about you know as we went through each category we talked a little bit about our experiences but do you have like an like a full story that you wanted to share about your toxic work experience because I have one but I'd love to hear from you if you have one um let's go with my first job out of college with the with the boss who made me cry okay so I did interview with him and one of what who would become my co-worker and the interview went really good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, and he was nice during the interview. Like, it was just like good interview. Well, I get hired maybe a month later after the interview, mm-hmm. and he is nice as can be for like the first two months, I think. And then he just started being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, he would just say that I was doing this wrong and doing that wrong. And it would be, like, little things. Mm -hmm. Like, I forgot to upload a file that didn't have to be uploaded right then and there. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I forgot to put my initial on something. Like, when I say it was little things. Like, tiny things. Um, He would call me in the office when the doctors would call and be like, oh, we absolutely adore her. Mm-hmm. Because I knew the doctors from working EMS. Of course they're going to say that they adored me. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I knew them. He mm-hmm. didn't like that. Mm-hmm. He said that I obviously was not doing my job right because I should be pissing the doctors off. Um... And it was just him nitpicking everything. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, it was constant crying for like four years. You, and left, you, you stay me, there for four years. And ask me why I stayed there for four years. Because I loved my coworkers. Mm. I loved what I was doing. Yeah. Like, I just didn't like him. Yeah. But there were days that he was good. It was kind of like a... What... You know, though, like it, it was kind of like a back and forth relationship type thing. Mm-hmm. Though we weren't in a relationship because he was gay, but, <laughs> but it was like one of those types of things. Like, oh, he would be like rude and condescending and things mm-hmm. like this one week, and then the next week he'd be nice as can be. Hmm. Like it was like one of those, and it was only with me. It's weird. You must have reminded him of someone that was triggering. I have no idea. But, yeah, I stayed there for, I stayed, well, he ended up leaving or getting fired or whatever after four years. Mm-hmm. And then I became the, the like, ultimate revenge the ultimate person <laughs> there for a while until I transitioned to another position within the same company. Yeah. But, 
yeah, so. That's awesome. That was like my, one of my toxic. I can't share the other one. Okay. I won't pry then. Well, it's current toxic. Oh. Can't okay. share it. All right. <clears throat> I have one for you. Okay. And you're going to hear a lot of the red flags that I mentioned before. So, very small company, family-owned company in a different state. It wasn't here, so don't be trying to find which one in North Carolina I was working for because it wasn't in this state. Um, but, yeah, very small family-owned um, heating and air conditioning company. Found it on Craigslist. Red flag number two. Mm-hmm. We should have talked about that. Um, so, no glass door reviews. No, like, coworkers to reach out to you. And I went for the interview as for an office manager position, which sounded amazing to me. I would, mm-hmm. it's like, I want to be an office manager. I'd be so good at that. Uh, interviewed. He hired me on the spot. Next red flag. Yep. <laughs> um, it started off okay. Um, but then it got really weird. Like, I feel like a lot of my core memories of this job have been blocked out. So I can't, like, remember all the context anymore. Um, But they definitely were very micromanaging. Um, It'd be really weird because I'd get to work and I'd see one of the owners, like, sitting at my desk, like, looking through my computer. Um, They would complain to me. They'd, like, badmouth the employees to me. Um... It was just very unprofessional. And yeah, red flag number 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, I was, like, so uncomfortable being there. Uh, I loved the job. Like, I did so much. I did payroll. I was, like, answering the phones. I printed checks for people. I was doing appointments, sending out newsletters, working with the um, home developments because they installed heating and air conditioning into a lot of the new homes. So it was such a fun job. Like, I was loving the work. I felt so cool and important. <laughs> I managed their website and their Facebook. Like, it was great. Yeah. I would have loved to be able to use that experience on my resume. However, it got to the point that it was so horrible. Like, I'm telling you, like, I can't even describe how horrible this job was. Mm. That I told them I was going on lunch and I didn't come back. Oh, wow. They were calling me. And I basically sent them an email and said, these are the things you guys were doing. Oh, this was the big thing that made me quit. I just remembered. They were behind on their taxes, and they made me call to try to... They, and the woman that I was talking to, she's like, are you a, like a tax person? Whatever the... Uh, tax preparer? Yeah. Or, or a tax or accountant or Accountant, something? yeah. They're like, are you their accounting manager? I'm like, no, I'm just a manager. I don't know shit about company tax but they he literally sat there next to me and forced me to call on the phone i was so uncomfortable i'm like i don't know how to do this i shouldn't be doing this if something goes wrong and it's my signature on your tax back taxes like i don't want that so i was i went on lunch and i didn't come back and and what it was over labor day or memorial day or something and when i Mm -hmm. left i forgot to leave my key so i had it and I couldn't drop it off because it was the holiday weekend and the post office was closed. So I couldn't even mail it to him. They sent the fucking cops to my house. What? So the cops knocked on my door in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night? Yeah, it was like probably 10 o'clock at night they showed up. Oh my gosh. And was like, we got a police report on you that you stole 
keys from this place and I showed and luckily I had just mailed them like the day before because it was finally after the holiday and I was like I couldn't bring them back because it was a holiday weekend here's my receipt that I already shipped it back to them and they just laughed and they were fine with that they probably thought it was the most ridiculous call to begin with anyway but I was so pissed (laughs) And I had, like, a PTSD reaction to that for a long time. Yeah. Because I had the type of front door that had, like, the little window, you know? Mm-hmm. So anytime I saw a red flash by it, I thought cops were pulling into my driveway again. Like, it took me a long time to get over that. Yeah. That is a toxic workplace, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can't. I know. So I never used that work experience on my resume. And I never will, but I wish I could because it was a good experience. I did pay. Oh, another thing, too, is when I was doing payroll, I went through their inactive employees. Mm-hmm. They had been through, like, 15 secretaries in two years. <laughs> or office managers, or whatever. Five, 1,000. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, it's not just me. I need to get out of here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But that was my biggest red flag job or toxic job. I've had others, but that definitely takes the cake. I mean, EMS is a big red flag in itself. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No offense to those that are still working EMS, but... Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up our discussion. Do you have any closing thoughts or anything, Shay? Just be very careful when choosing a job. You don't have to be miserable at work. Don't let people convince you otherwise. Right. Don't stay around. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that wraps up our show. We hope you guys learned something new. And it's not too late to send in your own toxic work environment stories or feedback. And we'll read it next week. And we wish you all a safe and happy weekend. See you next week. Or talk to you next week. Bye.